This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and alongside me, as always, is... Yay! <laughs> Tonight, guys, we got an epic guest joining us. You may have seen him on YouTube. He's a man of many boat reviews. Alex, welcome to the podcast, my friend. I don't want to butcher your last name, so why, not, why don't you go through that with us? Uh, yeah, my last name is Folgueira. It's kind of weird. Uh, it's not Brazilian. It's from Spain. So, okay. yeah. Happy to be here. It's like my first ever podcast. And I always wanted to be in one and make one myself, but it's just too much work. Well, I hear you, man. <laughs> you're you're always busy making YouTube videos. So, you know, we know how that goes, man. We know how that goes. Um, so, uh, you know, the first quest or question we always ask our guests is, you know, how and why did you get into kayak fishing and, uh, maybe what's the main boat you're fishing out of nowadays? All right. So, uh, the story is, um, I brought my dad from Cuba in 2013 and we just one, uh, it was a tiny house. There were like 1,100 square foot, and there were like six people in the house. And it was kind of like frustrating. And I wanted to get out. Like, I just wanted to have space. I just want to be on my own. So I started fishing again. 
and I, I bought a rod and reel and I cast as far as I could, but I will never, I was never able to get to the spot that I wanted the bait to get to. And I started thinking, how do I get over there? How do I get close to that? I don't want to buy a boat because whatever, I didn't want to invest the money. And I started remembering about kayak. And uh, at the time, I used to watch a lot of the uh, fishing, world fishing network. And guess who was there? Chad Hoover, talking about kayak. So I started, I became a fan of the show. I started watching that. And then I go, you know what? I'm just going to get me a kayak. So you could blame Chad Hoover for that. Yeah. <laughs> now that I have so many kayaks and it's hard to pick one, but I'm really liking the uh, top water PDL. Nice. Uh, it, I fish out of uh, that one today. It's not as fast as I wanted it to be, but of course it's 10 feet long, but it's so stable. It's so light. It just works. Like I had my wife on it the other day and she felt right at home. You have so much in a little tiny package. It, it turns on a dime. It's fast enough. You could go in reverse in a in a like in half a second, and you really don't need the extra space. Unless if you're gonna cover a lot of water, yeah, that's when I take the outbag. If I'm going offshore, that's okay. what I would take. But it, but if if I'm going to like inshore, close distance bass fishing, I'll take the top water right now a lot less hassle to deal with no i dig that man i know we got a couple listeners that are in the in the same boat and everybody's had nothing but great things to say about it i uh i mean i've personally seen it up close and personal um i haven't taken it on the water yet um but i plan to uh you know give it a good old demo here coming up this spring uh with our good friends over at rocktown adventures um you know, I've been in the prep. You flip it, man. You should flip it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, it, that's a thing, you know, I just did a fishing show this past weekend, and, um, you know, a lot of people that don't kayak fish um, that are interested in it, you know, they were like, oh, well, you know, how stable is this boat? Like, I, I bet I'd tip it over. And, you know, the one thing I tell a lot of people is, is like, nowadays with kayak fishing, like it's almost impossible to to tip some of these boats. I tell a lot of people like you're gonna fall out of it before you tip it over. Like I, I mean, you've demoed probably way more boats than me. I mean, do you feel that's kind of like the same same feeling? You know, um, you think you'll fall out before you tip it over if you were just casually fishing. Ninety percent of the time, you'll fall off before you flip. Yeah, like you really have to try to flip it. But there's some kayaks that are more stable than others, give you a lot of room for error. Sure. Like, if you get on a Nukanu flame, that, it's going to flip. If you make a mistake, if you move too much to the right or left, it's, you're going to fall off. Right. Um, if you're something on the out, like the Outback or the Bonafide or the, um, you know, the, the top water that we just uh, were talking about, you could do a lot of crazy stuff on that and you won't even fall off. Sure. Like it's like you you could be a complete first time on a kayak, and you're not gonna flip unless I mean of course there's always the perfect condition right a boat just passed by and a wave hits you and you fell off right. Sure. But ninety nine percent of the time you're gonna be fine, um, for sure. Um, yeah. 
So, uh, it's, um, for example, I have a Prowler. Uh, well, had I sold it today. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's very stable when you're like, if you don't move to the sides, but if you move to a little bit, it will tip over. But it, you know, like you have to do it. Yeah, right. You have to almost intentionally do it before it'll flip, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just keep your center of gravity in the middle and you shouldn't have any problem. Got it. Um, and you could stand up and cast and all the stuff. Like, yeah. There, I mean, you've you seen how the industry has changed. Uh, kayaks used to be really narrow, really long, and now they're like wider and not that long. And there's still a really good paddle boat, you know. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I know. That's the one thing that I liked when I first saw that top water was, you know, it is a little wider, but it, it's not like overly wide like a New Canoe Frontier 12 or the Big Rig. But I know Jay will attest that that new Big Rig is a smooth paddling boat. I know uh, Jay has not only pedaled it, but he's paddled it, right, Jay? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've uh, paddled it and pedaled it. It, it moves great. Um it, like it just cuts through the water so good. It, uh, Jackson did such a good job on the hull. Yeah, and but, I mean, go ahead, Alex. Jackson started as a paddling kayak, right? They just recently came up with the drive system. But if you look at those kayaks, a lot of a lot of the they're wide, but that's above the water, so it really doesn't touch, right? It's like glides through it. Um, it's, oh yeah, it's a it's a different animal. It's not like. I used to have um lifetime sport fisher. That thing was a tank. Like it was yeah. ten feet long. It tracked well. Like it was like if you wanted to get a headache, get on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I did to it was to put a trolling motor because it was too much. That's funny. That's funny. So I mean we're talking about tipping boats and stuff. So um, you know, those of you listening that don't know, um, Alex uh, has a YouTube channel, and that's, I know how I first found out about you. Um, and you do a lot of, like, tipping boats, seeing, like, what their point of flipping over is and stuff like that. So, you know, what was your idea? Like, how did you start making YouTube videos? I know, like, you've gained a ton of traction, and I will say that, you know, when I got into kayak fishing, you know, I saw your videos and you know, I was doing research on different boats and things like that. And, you know, you really helped me, um, with your videos, you know, so I'm sure you've helped quite a few guys that have been looking at a certain boat and seen your videos. So, you know, how'd you get into making those? What was the idea behind it? Um, <clears throat> well, it's a, it's a long story. I'm happy that I did help you with that. It's, I, I got a lot of comments like that. Uh, people saying thank you you help me decide on this that and that and and it's nice to see that it's really nice um youtube i've, I've been on youtube not not making videos but like i've been a, a a viewer for a long time my account i opened in 2008 and i always wanted to make videos for like to put them online about whatever you know I, but i never i never started why because i thought that the second I will put a video up that a million people were going to watch it and it wasn't going to be my best work. Right. Sure. So I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't care about people or attacking me, criticizing me. Like I, I could care less. 
Sure. I've been dealing with that all my life, so I don't. I, don't, I know how to fight back. I, I don't care. The main thing was like, oh, the video is gonna blow up, and then it's gonna be trash, and then I'm gonna feel bad about it, right? Yeah. Because I didn't make best effort. But fast forward to I don't know, like 2000, late early 2016, I started putting like a clip online, but I, I didn't really get serious on it until like June 2016. And I, I just decided to make tech videos and fishing videos, right? Because that's what I do. Like, that, I would spend my free time uh, fishing, talking about fishing or talking about tech or doing something like that. Okay. And then I noticed that fishing videos will get a lot more traction than tech videos. And you have to pick one because you cannot have a tech channel and a fishing channel in the same. It's not going to work. Sure, sure, so sure, sure. So I, I decided to go for fishing because... I mean, it's, um, tech is, is, I'm never going to get to the level of production value that the tech YouTubers are because that's not me. Right. Um, so that's why I decided just to go for fishing only and leave that behind because I'm, I wasn't going to be good at it. So I started doing fishing videos. Then, uh, one day, um, I, I just go, let me just test to see how stable the kayak is. I think somebody asked me. I think somebody asked me on a comment how stable is the um, the kayak that I used to have the Slayer Profile 13, right? So I go, let me just do a video about it. I made a video on my pool with my son on it, uh, two minutes and 20-something seconds. As soon as I published that video, it took off. Like, it took off. Um, there was some, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Onbox Therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, he... He started making a series that he named it Does It Suck? Like, he would buy, like, a $15 headphone and see if it was good or not. And then I go, I took that and say, Does It Flip? Can you flip the kayak? Right? Everybody knows it's going to flip, but it's a question. And I put a nice thumbnail where I was almost falling off. Like, it, it worked. And then I realized that people were into that. So I started making more of that. Um my friend, he bought a pilot, precision pilot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and when it came out, it was hot because people were talking about, oh, it's not good, it's bad, it's cheap, whatever. And then I started making a lot of videos about it. And I realized that people were into it. People were into kayak videos. Doesn't matter what kayak it was, there was people looking for information to make a decision on it. Sure. Uh, whether to buy or not. So that's how I started getting more into kayaks. Um. But the, the whole reason why I started the YouTube, I, like I wanted to provide people with enough information to be able to to make a sound decision when they're going to buy something. Um, that's, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a long evolution. Like I went through uh, phases of it. I always wanted to provide value to people because whenever I was searching for something online, like I didn't find enough information about it. I'm proud of, like I found information at the time was lacking. Whether kayaks or tech, like I felt like there, there was something else I could offer. Sure. No, I'm, I'm looking at your YouTube channel right now, man. You got 87 little, well, you're almost at 8,800 subscribers, but you got 2.6 million views. Like that's, that's badass, dude. <laughs> like, it's actually, 
it's over that. It's just that I deleted a bunch of videos and I have some on listed. Okay. But it's twenty seven fifty like two point seven five. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean that says a lot, you know, it's that that means obviously you're doing something right and people are finding you and 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 it's gaining traction, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, when I look at a YouTube channel, I don't necessarily look at the number of subscribers, like, like on our channel, you know, we get, we get a way more views than we do subscribers, which, which is fine, you know, but, um, no, that's huge, man. I know, um, you know, when I was looking at the bonafide, I watched your video and it was like, you had a really hard time tipping that boat. And I was like, yeah that that's going to work for me because I'm a big guy. Uh, I love to stand and sight fish and just stand and fish in general when I'm on the water, you know? Um, and that, and that was huge for me, dude. And, you know, like you said, I'm sure you get a ton of comments, like, thank you so much that helped, helped me. And, you know, we started this podcast with the same general idea, just helping people get into the sport. Um, you know, granted we got listeners that are, like new to, they're somewhat beginners, intermediate, experienced guys, and uh, you know it's huge and and it's it's a very humbling feeling when you get that you know thanks man like what you did helped me out you know, um, you know like you said you just started doing it you know just kind of as a fun thing and then now it's kind of come full circle and I think that's huge dude so what you're doing for the community is awesome so kudos to you my friend. For sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, when I was trying to flip that bonafide, I was like 245 pounds. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm like 185 through 190, depending on the day. What your and, wife? Did your wife stop feeding you or what? Well, funny funny <laughs> thing is this. Like, okay, so Justin from Kaya DIY, usually I probably do a podcast with him too. Um. We and we I went fi- I went to where he lives and we went fishing and we got his um, Hobie Island tandem out. Okay. And I was I was editing that video for like eight hours, and all I saw was my belly. Yeah, I and know I, that feeling. I'm, I'm tired of looking at my own belly. Yeah. I said I said I'm done. Right. So I decided three days I didn't eat anything. That was from February twenty sixth through February 28, 2019. And okay. from that point, from February 1st, I mean March 1st, through May 9th, I ate once a day, whatever I wanted until I was full, once a day. So I lost all that weight. And then after that, I decided to keep it up. But, oh, uh, um, keep the weight off by doing keto and doing a bunch of things. Sure. Um, but the, I always joke about this. I say, if I lose weight, I will increase my views by 25%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you worked on that, but that was the goal. Like, lose weight, increase views. Like, it, it's like you need to have, like, an incentive. Yeah. You need to look at what works for you. If you want to accomplish something, you have to reward yourself along the way and promise that big payout at the end. And for me, it was lose the weight and you gain views. That I mean, that that right there, like, it worked for me. It works. Nice. It may not work for somebody else, but, you know, you got to know yourself. You got to know what motivates you and then use that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that makes <laughs> that makes me feel bad for eating a big juicy cheeseburger for lunch, and I think I'm going to stop eating for the next week now. <laughs> well, what you do is what you do is um, that cheeseburger. You take out the the bread and you put in um, letters or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, my my wife's on the keto diet and she's lost a ton of weight from it and uh you know, kudos to her, man. She just keeps going with it and uh it's awesome, man. And it's I've seen the change in her, you know, uh just from like her energy and stuff like that, not eating all the carbs and stuff, which uh I I was doing it for a while and then I kind of fell off the the train and went back to eating cheeseburgers and that was bad, but um yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on losing that weight, man. That's huge. That's huge. It's all about balance. You have to give yourself a day or two days a week that you're able to eat your hamburgers. And then, I mean, what I do is Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, I limit my carbs. And on the weekend, I'm able to eat whatever. Sure. So that works. That's cool, man. So let's go back to fishing. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jay? <laughs> no, I'm definitely jealous, man. I, I need to really get on the horse. Me and Brian talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I know Spencer's, I'm going to be doing Spencer's uh, new program. Sweet. To see if I can get it going. Yeah, buddy. So let's. Yeah, let, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm on it. So, okay. um, so yeah, let's talk fishing. So, you know, um, you did mention you do some saltwater fishing. You do some freshwater fishing which which one's your favorite or is it kind of like an even split between the two and then uh what are like the main species you're targeting when you're out on the water um i like to tell a story um my first ever fish i think i was like four years old it was a puffer fish salt water i i saw it i saw uh the fish eat the bait and everything and that was many many months ago um, then I came here to the States in, in 2000 and I thought that fishing was illegal for real. Like I thought you couldn't fish. Not that you couldn't fish at all, but like you have to go on a boat and fish. I, I, I thought that you couldn't fish from land. Weird. You know, things, the things that we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> and then a few years later, I, I saw people fishing. From the from land, I go. You could fish from here. Yeah, yeah. You just get a license and you could do it. And then I started fishing again, salt water. But I started fishing to get food, not sure. for the sport, but to go get a nice snapper and take it to my mom and make her happy. Or my wife, she loves fried fish, salt That's water. Awesome. So that was the main the main goal. I was fishing to get fish to eat. And then, of course, when I started YouTube, now fishing is more than just to eat. It's, it's, it's for the video, it's for the sport, it's for the fun, it's for the achievement, it's for all that stuff. I mainly fish salt water because the main, it, my, my main purpose is still to get food. Um, I got a nice scooter the other day. I called my mom and she's like, yeah, bring it, bring it, bring it out. You know, and she gets excited and that, that makes me feel good. That's so awesome. That's, mainly what I fish. Um, I do a lot of uh, freshwater fish too, but it's because um, it's, it's more, it's easier for me because I just go from the bank and fish, right? I don't have to get a kayak and go somewhere. I could do it in, in, in the afternoon, in the morning. It's different. So it, 
that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. No, that's that's totally cool. I dig it, man, and and that's a big thing. I know people get down on people for keeping fish and stuff, but you know, you got a fishing license, you're catching it legally, like that's your right, man. Like me and Jake, we uh, we were ice fishing up here what a week ago. I had never had northern pike. If you guys haven't seen the video, Jay caught a big northern pike on a hot dog. Yeah, I said that, oh. a hot dog. And uh, <laughs> we ended up making it into uh, fish tacos. And that was the first time I had ever had fish tacos and had ever eaten a northern pike. And I'll tell you what, it was tasty, and I'm looking forward to the next time. <laughs> Sounds like I have to make my way over there. <laughs> Let, let's just talk about that, right? If you let up, if you let fish, if you always catch and release, those fish are gonna get bigger and bigger, and they're gonna eat the food supplies of other fish. So it, there has to be a balance. It cannot just be everything catch and release because you won't have the little ones. The no, big ones gonna eat the, the food supply, and then you're gonna have an even bigger problem. Absolutely. That's why people hunt, and they encourage people hunting, and it's the thing for fishing. There has to be a balance. And uh, you know, and and like you say, you have a license. You're doing nothing illegal. You're not killing anything. You're, I mean, you're you're doing the right thing, uh, the right thing, sure. by keeping a few fish here and there. Right. I, I don't care. Like uh, people always want to impose their belief on other people. Oh, because I always release. You have to do the same. No, no, right. it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. No, I'm a hundred percent on board with that, man. You know. Um... I, I don't keep a fish every time I'm out. I, you know, most, uh, I would say 90% of the time I'm catching and releasing, but every now and then I like to keep a couple fish, uh, for table fare, you know, feed my family, feed some friends, you know, have a fish fry, something like that. You know, it's like, you can't fault a guy for that. So, um, you know, no, yeah. Now I don't I don't keep uh, freshwater fish. I put them back all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're not as fortunate as you, my friend. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we don't have. Uh, it's probably what like sixteen hour drive to get to the closest part of the ocean, right, Jay? Something like that. I'd have to say so. We're a little landlocked up here. Yeah, yeah. but but um, you know we have a salmon and trout industry up here on lake michigan i mean i love eating one salmon a day or not a day a year um you know i i'm fortunate enough i get out with some friends and stuff but uh you know we love walleye and stuff like that up here so no that's cool man i've i've personally never fished the ocean i've fished in florida i've fished over in california you know I, I've just never fished the ocean and I hear nothing but great things and a lot of my bucket fish are on the ocean. Um, so I'm looking forward to someday doing that and hopefully doing it out of a kayak. So I'm, I, I definitely have some jealousy going on over here, man. <laughs> you should definitely do it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun and those fish, they fight hard and some of them are really hard to catch. All there is easy. It all depends. I mean, they're good days and bad days, but um, ocean fishing is really good. Um, I, li I like as freshwater is the, is for me is like the sport for me, and ocean fishing is like I said before to eat. Yeah, no, that's so, cool, man. Uh, um, yeah, um, I really, I mean, salmon, uh, walleye, all the stuff is on my bucket list. I wanna, I wanna get those fish. Definitely, hundred percent. You're gonna have to come up here for a week, and then we're gonna have to come down there for a week. 
we're gonna make this happen. Sounds like the plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this YouTube thing is taking off in 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 many ways. I could see myself being able to travel more and have the channel pay for it. You know. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's looking pretty good right now. So yeah, I could see myself going to a lot of places here and get myself on many different type of fish. It's 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 paying off. I'm putting a lot of work into it. I work more on YouTube than my regular job. Sure. And it's 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 because I mean when I put my mind into something like I want I, I want to I want to get it done. I want to get it done. It's like a goal that I have. And it's something that I will be doing anyways. I was already talking about kayaks, fishing. I was without making a video, without owning a camera. Sure. I was already doing that. So this is just an extension of that. No, that's super cool, man. Well, I will say this. Um, there's always an open door for you up here, man. If you ever want to make the travels up here, I know I have a spare bedroom and Jay has a spare bedroom, and we'd, uh, we'd uh, house you up for a week get you in a kayak and uh, get you on some of those fish for sure, man. That's what it's all about. So yeah, if you ever want to travel North, we got you covered, brother. So it's, it's on, it's on the plans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, you know, out of saltwater and freshwater, what's, what's your favorite species out of each of those? All right. So to, it's about, I never have like one answer, right? I always sure. have like if this, <laughs> if it's A, then it's all this. Yeah, um, sure. Salt water, I like to go after snappers because they're they're easy to catch and they're tasty. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite fish, right? To catch because they're good and everybody likes to eat them. Now, freshwater, I would say I only I only have two to choose from, which is a largemouth and pickle bass. I think the largemouth is is, is better like i caught one today sure on a fluke, on a super what is it super salty fluke something yeah and, and it fought hard it was a nice it was a nice catch so i like that i think i like it better than the than the uh pickle bass because uh that one is too easy to catch the pickle sure. bass you catch it with just with a bear hook you could catch them they're <laughs> so easy to catch it like i stopped fishing for them seriously i, I used to get them Every day in the morning, and I got bored. Too easy. Sure. If if you see them, if you see them, you'll catch them. It just became like like super easy. That's crazy. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, if to like, if I want to fight a fish, barracudas, cudas, they fight hard. So yeah. and they're they love to go after the the lures and stuff like that. So that's a pretty fun fish to. To play with um another fish that a lot of people don't like like because they call it like a trash fish but i like to really get it because i mean it has saved a lot of my videos is the the jack rebel they okay. eat anything man. and if they're in a school you just throw it one after the other one after the other it's so much fun it's incredible it's a lot of fun imagine catching a large mouth on every single cast one after the other one after the other That's and crazy. they get pretty big so those are, I guess, those are the fish that I would like to catch. Um, as nooks, I think they're overrated. Sure. <laughs> I can want to say, like, I, I, the only thing people 
people talk a lot about like catching a snook or a redfish or all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Those fish are like overrated to me. Okay. They fight, but they're not. I'd rather hook a barracuda than, than, than a snook or a redfish. That's the way I see it. And you're down in Florida, right? Yeah. So uh, one of the fish on my bucket list is a tarpon. You ever gone after tarpon? Uh, I never really gone after them. I hooked one the other day. Uh, I didn't get it. Uh, it, it got away. Um, but uh, we were actually talking about going to Miami uh, at night and uh, go fishing for them. Nice. So that's one of the things that we may do. <clears throat> that's on the plans, but no, I haven't. I haven't really targeted them. It goes. It all go. It goes back to the what I was saying before. I fish to eat, and harpoons, sure. you cannot eat them. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Maybe no. I just know that they get really big and they fight and they come tail dancing out of the water. And uh, I want to try landing one on a fly rod. So that's like one of my goals for sure. That is that right there will be an accomplishment because not a lot of people do that. Right. Right, right, right. It, it, and and it's a, it's a like, when that fish jumps and moves that head like that, you have to let the the hook a little loose so you don't lose it. If it's too uh, like it's complicated, uh, it's crazy. I really never gone after them. Um, I should. But yeah. Well, if you go my, down to Miami for a man, I want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to do it. It's, you know, it's not like. I don't know. I'll, I'll do it sometime. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, so, Alex, when you're when you're fishing for you know in fresh and salt, what are your favorite rods and reels that you usually use to chase your fish? Hmm. Interesting question. Um, another thing that I do, I review gear, right? I review rods and reels and stuff like that. So I use a lot of uh, different brand names. Lately, I've been liking a lot of Shimano stuff. I think the Stratic uh, CI4 uh, Plus, that reel is really good, super smooth, super light. I just got the Curado K, not the DC, but the K, and it's so smooth. It's really nice, man. I, I, I really like Shimano stuff. Um, but I don't, I don't like to be brand exclusive, so I use a lot of stuff. Um, um, I've been working a lot with PC phone. I think a lot of the reels are like the same reel from a different brand will cost like a hundred dollars more, fifty dollars more. So they, I like what they're doing. That they're bringing uh, brand name quality uh, down in price. You know what I mean? Like they have the Spartan. That one runs for like a hundred bucks. And it's very comparable to a reel from Penn that costs $150 hmm. and like that. So I really like that. I don't know much about casting. I never used them. I don't know about them. Um, like if you give me money to buy reels and I could only choose one brand, I will go with Shimano. Sorry, Penn. Penn used to be my favorite, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but anyway. Yeah, they'll get over it. They'll get over it. Well, I think yeah, a lot like, of us started with Shimano's you know, yeah. when we were kids. I mean, I know I had a bunch. I still have quite a few. Yeah, I know I got a... Sh- 
Yeah, I know I have one spinning reel from them, I believe. One, maybe two. See, they, they have, for salt water, salt water kills everything, man. Um, you get a reel dunking salt water, and the next day that thing is, like, horrible. You don't even want to use it. And Shimano has the, the nasty, I don't know how to pronounce it, nasty, nasty is N-A-S-C-I. Yeah, the nasty, um, yep. And they have uh, something called Core Protect. And that reel has been underwater like a hundred times. And that thing still works like the first day. I haven't even oiled it. And huh. it is a hundred dollar reel that you could get for like 80 bucks online. It's crazy. I'm, I really like that reel. Um, I use it all the time. Interesting. Yeah. And it's very smooth. It only has like full affordable uh, bearings. But it's super smooth. Well, you you guys know that. Like they don't, they put high quality stuff into. I, I used to be like a Shimano hater, and I that thing is too expensive. Who cares? And then I started <laughs> using it, and I go, okay, I see why. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so I you, guys, you had mentioned <clears throat> you had mentioned before that you uh you have a bunch of kayaks. How many do you actually have? Um, well, let's count them, right? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to start this. <laughs> uh, I have the Hobby Outback. I have the Feel Free Dorado. I have the Topwater PDL. I have the Bonafide SS 127. I have a Ocean Trident Kayak. I have, um, let me see. I have another two seating size. So that's like seven. Yeah. Am I missing some? That's seven. Yeah, I counted seven. Yeah, I sold a, the Ocean Kayak Proler today uh, to a friend of mine. And, oh, I forgot, I have a Ocean Kayak Malibu XL uh, that I got from Old Town because I wanted to fish with my son. So that's eight. Eight kayak. That's crazy, right now. dude. <laughs> Sounds so, like so Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what I don't have? A Jackson kayak. Get on it, Jay. Get on it, Jay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get in the truck right now, man. <laughs> I'll tell Jackson to send me uh, the bike. It's only $100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, you will like that thing, man. I would actually like to see you try to tip that thing. Uh, I think it will, like, see me and flip itself. I want to see it happen, so you better set this up, Jay. Get Jackson to send send him a bite. We gotta figure out something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I actually sent them a message via via Facebook and Instagram. They never got back to me. Uh, one of those. Just just drop Jay's name. They'll get back to you right away. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> they, they know me. <laughs> You know, actually, Eric called me today. I forgot to pick up the phone. That's funny. That's well, funny. I actually met him once at ICAS, and he uh, did a walkthrough of the motor drive for me. He's in one of my videos. Sounds like a cool person. I, I don't know much about him, but he seems like a normal person. He was um, willing to be on video and 
and he was excited about the product you know that makes a lot because a lot of times company owners like they don't want to talk to you they don't want to deal with the social media aspect of it sure but he was willing to talk, so that's good that's a lot about the person that's awesome yeah, one thing you'll find one thing you'll find about eric is he's like super passionate he's super genuine i mean especially when you take into account like how famous he is in the whitewater world um I mean, mm-hmm. he's, you know, his whole family, dude, they're so humble. It's so cool. I mean, they're all so nice. Um, you know, you just, uh, I know, like, when you meet some people that are at that level, uh, they have kind of been, like, an elitist-type attitude. And, you, like, it's kind of like they don't have time for you. Eric always seems to have time to chat, uh, which I, you know, I find real welcoming. I mean, he's just, he's a real nice guy, man. He's hes true to the sport. You know, he wants to see it grow. Um, you know, and he's out there doing it, you know, so... Um, you know, and he believes in his product, so I, I know he's gonna he's gonna talk about it whenever he can. Yeah, I mean, I I got that from when I spoke to him. I, that's that's what I got from the little exchange that we had. It was that like he cared about it. He was excited about it. Like you could see it. Like when somebody believes in something, you 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 see it. You could feel it in their voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Yeah. So, you know, like you have so many kayaks. So, what gives you the ideas to do your your alterations or your hacks? Because I remember one where you actually used your bonafide and you, I think, put a native watercraft drive in it. It's it's really hard to trace the original idea, but I bet you was somebody commenting about. Oh, when are they gonna do a drive system for it? I go like, why don't I just do it myself? Um, but the original idea came from one of my friends. He had the idea of putting the native drive on a Hovey compass. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So, so I remember that. I go, okay, I could modify my drive to put it on the Bonafide, and it worked. Um, that was a nice video. I never got to do the final version. Um, I mean, it's like one of those things. I have so many good ideas, that, but they require work, and they require like maybe three days working on it, and I really don't have the time, sure. so I, I just don't do it. Um, but, um, yeah, and I sold out Slayer, so I don't have the drive anymore. I still have the Titan. Oh, wait, nine kayaks. I have a Titan. <laughs> Dude, you forgot a Titan. Yeah, That's I. I, <laughs> I got a feeling by the end of this episode, it's going to be up to like fifteen kayaks. He's going to remember them all as we're going through them. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I yeah, forgot that, the Titan." Yeah, that one's a hard one to miss, my man. That's a big boat. It's a it's a hundred seventy five pounds boat that we put through the surf. I failed miserably because I had the scupper plug in oh. and it got water and oh. it was horrible and i was too close to the pier because i didn't want to put that thing through the sand and then one of my friends he was able to put it through to the end and came back and that video is awesome uh, i has drum shots it has like the music just it, everything worked together i took like maybe i guess four hours putting that video together and and it shows like right now seven thousand views, not that many views, but it's still it's like awesome videos. You guys should definitely check it out. It's it's really good. Like I don't recommend people doing that, putting that boat through the surface is is just asking for trouble. Yeah. But we, we did it. 
That's awesome. It's a, a nice video. Um, I'm really proud of that. It's weird. Every time that we get together, that I get my friends to somebody's doing a slow motion, so another person is doing the drum. We're doing like the bonafide video. For some reason, like those videos take off more than a normal video. I I don't know if people could see the extra effort and uh, and all the stuff in there. Maybe they do, or maybe it's just a popular subject. I don't know, but uh, it's it's nice. It's nice when you put extra work into something and it just pays off. It's yeah. nice to see that. No, for sure, man. And you know, with the bonafide thing, I think that one in particular is probably just a hot topic, you know, like a lot of guys are always like, Oh, are they going to come out with a drive? Are they going to come out with a drive? And I remember somebody was like, Oh yeah. Uh, Alex made a, uh, a, a, a drive work in a bonafide. And I remember watching that video and that video was awesome, dude. I will say that. Um, but I think that's a big thing, you know, and we just talked to JD on our last episode and, uh, you know, he said it's a possibility that they might come out with a, a pedal drive kayak, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not set in stone, but, uh, I think it's cool, man. When you see guys kind of taking their own, um, engineering ingenuity and all that and applying it and making something better in the, in some aspects, you know, that's super cool. So I think that's part of it too. You know, you, you add a unique, um, little spin on some of your stuff, you know, so, and it's not something that a lot of people think about. So it's original and it's unique. And I think that's the biggest key, man, about you in general, you know, you're super original, super unique. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, on that subject, I think that they need a drive system and they don't just want to copy, like get the old pattern from Hobie or, and make the Hobie style drive. They don't want to do that, but they definitely need, need something, man. Um, a lot of, you think that a lot of people online selling their, their bonafide and one of the reasons they give is because they, it doesn't have a drive. Yeah. I, it, uh, fishing off a kayak with a pedal drive system gives you a lot more flexibility, a lot of more opportunity to even uh, get more fish. Sure. I mean, I today I was on the water on a little river, and some people were on sitting side kayak, right? They were like minding their own business, and they saw my kayak and they go, "Wow, look at that! You're like on a bike. That that's so awesome! I want one of those, right?" People that don't know anything about kayaks. Yeah. They saw it. And you know what I did next? I go, oh, wait until you see this. And I went in reverse right away. Yeah. And they were like super wow. They were like, wow. You could see their like wowness in their faces. Sure. Blown away. Too bad yeah. I wasn't recording. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's huge, man. That's huge. I mean, uh, you know, especially for the tournament guys, you know, like that's – that's something I've struggled with recently, you know, is like, do I get in a pedal drive kayak? Do I stay in my Bonafide? Like, what do I do? I mean, I don't get me wrong, man. I, I love my Bonafide, dude. I'm a Bonafide guy through and through. I know a lot of our listeners, you know, they make fun of me quite a bit because I talk Bonafide because that's how in love with it I am. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, that you know, you hook into a fish, you can backpedal and keep that pressure on the fish, not blow out a spot you're fishing over because the fish is pulling you in a certain direction. 
you know, things like that. Not only that, you don't have to keep picking up your paddle to position yourself. You know, you can keep, you know, you can get some more casts in, uh, in a pedal drive compared to a paddle driven kayak. Um, so, I mean, that's huge, you know, but you know, each boat has its pros and cons and, 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 you know, sometimes the pedal paddle works better than the pedal. It's, it just all depends, you know, but, uh, no, I, I hear where you're coming from, man. It's, it's something, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, paddling snob, so to speak, you know, but at the same respects, you know, some of the benefits you get out of that pedal drive is just so huge, you know, and it can make all the difference in the world, especially if you're fishing tournaments for sure. Yeah. Um, what you should do is put a motor on your Bonafide. I mean, doing uh, kayak bass fishing is going to allow maybe a 20 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. Kayak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, look, I have my Bonafide set up with, um, I use either a Torquedo or a Bisbee. And that thing is truly hands-free fishing because you steer with your feet. You could go in reverse. You could go. It's super slow. Turn around like it. It, it just works. So it, it, I like that setup a lot. With a motor, I mean, it's perfected. It's like a little tiny boat. You could control it easily with your feet, and you have your two hands free to fish. That's huge. The only thing is, like, if you are in a really tight corner and you need to go in reverse quickly, yeah, that may be a little difficult, but... That's why the pedal drive is more efficient. But if you add a motor to your kayak, you're going to see a huge difference. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So over between Torquedo and Bixby, do you have a favorite or uh, thoughts on that? Like if somebody was looking into getting one, which one would you recommend? Um, it depends on, on the person. If you're tournament fishing and you need a lot of speed and you don't care about money, Torquedo is definitely faster. Okay. Um, it's at least a mile per hour faster. But if, if you're not really into, like, super tournament and you just want something to help you out, uh, Bisbee is more than enough. I mean, it's cheaper, $700 cheaper. In some cases, $800 cheaper. You could put it on anything. If you have an inflatable, you could put a, a Bisbee on it. Uh, you could put it on a really, like, super light kayak. Let's say you have something like a Trident 13 or a, or a normal kayak that is not that heavy. Uh, you could put Bisbee on it easily. It doesn't weigh anything. Torquedo requires more work, more, like, I don't know, it's heavier. It's, it's, it's different. It's, it's a more heavy-duty setup. So it depends on you. Like, if you're going to be tournament fishing and you want an advantage, yeah, Torquedo is the way to go. But if you're just relaxing or you, you really don't want to use the motor other than to give you a, like, in case you need it, give you that extra kick, sure. then Bisbee is a better option. So it depends okay. on you. Okay. Um, I have both, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's really fun to... I could put the Bisbee on pretty much any boat, like anything. I could motorize it with a Bisbee. Torquedo is like, you have to think more. You have to, like, build a mount for it. And it's different. Like, any boat that has a rudder, you could put a Bisbee on it. Any boat. Easy. Very the cool. old towns, uh, uh, town, right, or the ocean kayak, 
you take that little clip on the back and you put it, uh, Bixby has one, just goes there, a uh, little bracket on the back, you take it off. Uh, the motor is on the rotor. You just plug in and, and go. Torquito doesn't have that. You need to, like, a uh, power pull setting. It, it depends. Gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I've thought about the Torquito, man. Um, I don't know. Let me tell you something. The uh, SS-127 with a Torquito is, like, is really good. It's really hard to beat. It's really good. It's a lot of money, though, but it's really... Yeah. It works great together. It's really good. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I had it on crazy weather the other day, like maybe two, three foot wave, and and that thing just kept like going. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. So I got to ask you this, man, because uh, we're friends on Facebook, and I saw a post the other day, and it sparked my interest. You're wearing a ramen noodles sweatshirt, and you said you're pro staff for ramen noodles. What's up? You getting free ramens over there? Yeah, man. I decided to join Lord Burst. <laughs> God of destruction. Wanted to get me on his good side because, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. I like uh, I know Jay's a pro staffer for uh, Jackson Kayak. I hope they treat you well, right? They give you a free kayak at least or something like that. I don't know. I. Everybody's always making fun of pro staffers, so I just join in on the fun. Yeah, I like it. I like it. No, I saw it, and that's what I took it as. But I was like, that sweatshirt's pretty sweet, you know. I'd love to rock a ramen noodle sweatshirt. That thing is pretty awesome. If you guys have it's not even mine. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious because. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, there's been so much uh, controversy over pro staff, sponsorships, all that stuff lately. And uh, I saw you post that, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was hilarious. So I got a kick out of it. I dig it. I dig it. So, but... Uh, something, that really, something that really turned me off about pro staffers is that they defend whoever they're promoting so hard that they fail to see things for what they are. And that sure. bothers me. Like, when somebody's so blind that they're not able to see anything other than what they offer, it just makes me mad. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day via Messenger, and the person started talking about Hobie kayaks and how bad they are and all that stuff. And I, I go like, no, dude, like, I don't, I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. I'm done with this. Sure. If he was defending his brand so hard and talking shit about the other brand, I'm like, no, forget it. Yeah. You can tell me good things and bad things about it, and I'm with you. But if you just go 100% negative because you want me to go to your side, forget it. I'm not going to be part of this. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer that there's pros and cons with every boat, and not every boat suits every person, you know. It's like, you know, um, uh, you know, yeah, I love Bonafide kayaks, but there are some things like I would like to see changed on that boat, you know, um, you know, I, I, where is Jay? Jay, are you here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. He's being quiet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Jay, you know, Jay, Jason Jackson, you know, I, the only complaint I have about, I've never, 
I will say this publicly. I have never been in a Jackson kayak on the water. However, this past weekend, I was sitting in one, and I didn't like the seat. But you compare the Bonafide seat to the Jackson seat, it's like two different worlds, right? You know, like, um, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad boat. Um, You know, I know there was a thought of a way to make it more comfortable for me when I was sitting in it. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, everybody's going to have a complaint about every boat, you know. Um, uh, My only – I think Hobies are awesome boats. My only complaint about them is they're too damn expensive because you're paying for the Hobie name. That's just my personal opinion. I I think the boat is stellar. They've had a great following. Um, They perform well in the water. they got great storage options, all that stuff. However, um, you know, me personally, I feel like there's some other boats on the market that are just as good um, for less money, right? So, um, you know, that's just my opinion. But like I said, man, it's just, uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, every person's different. Everybody's going to have their own brands and stuff. But I, I like the point you bring up. Like if, if you're so blind to the fact that you can't see that, um, you know, X brand and Y brand has its pros and cons. Like there's no conversation with that person. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm right there in line with you, Alex. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Hobies, they're really expensive. That's true. Um, but bro, it's like the way they are in Jackson does a lot of this. It's like our all in one shop. You go there, they have everything. Sure. They have the, the light well. They have the, if you want to put a cell on your boat, they have it. Whatever you want is there. It's in-house. Like, it's one-stop shop. Right, but right, you need, right. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Like, you, you're going to get bankrupt, right? right? But they have it. They offer it. And some people swear by it. Now, um, of, like, for example, Hobie doesn't have a boat like a Slayer. Right. Or a, or a Predator. They don't have that boat. Right, right. They don't have a 13 foot boat that is not as wide as a PA 14. You know, they don't have that boat. So if you want something like that, 13 feet long, 33 inches wide, something like that, that is faster, but it's not as heavy as a PA 14, they don't have, they don't offer that. Sure. The Outback is not that boat. The Outback is a smaller boat. And it, it may not be able to carry uh, people over 270 pounds. So there is always, holes in the market that even if this kayak company is the best, they don't do everything. So you have this other kayak company. So, yeah. No, that's the thing, man. Everybody's, you know, every boat manufacturer's got its pros and cons. That's for sure. You know, um, it's just, it's just, go, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Yeah. I think a lot of times too, it comes, you know, from a financial standpoint, you know, I mean, even when I first got into it, like when I was first, you know, ready to buy a real kayak, I could only afford a feel free at sure. the time. So I got a feel free because it was like the cheapest and the most stable kayak I could get in. Um, you know, and a lot of people face that. And then that's where a lot, you see a lot of the, uh, uh, to Alex's point um, about the, you know, the, the, the certain kayaks, um, you know, now you've got other kayaks coming into the fold that are at a lower price point. Um, but people, I think they believe so deeply in those kayaks that they'll, they'll enforce like anything they can on it. They'll be like, oh, it's the greatest one in the world. 
Sure. You know, and more power to them, of course, you know. And, you know, and I'm, 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 what's it called, you know, I mean, I'm not 100% Jackson. I mean, Jackson, they know they have room to improve. I mean, they do it with each new boat they're making, just like all the other kayak companies are doing, you know, uh, innovation. I mean, Bonafide, right? Yep. <laughs> Brian's going to love this one, for sure. Um, you know, Bonafide is probably one of the most innovative right now that I see just because of the design, um, you know, just the whole look about them. It's just everything is new. And I know when you guys, you know, hit the launches, you're turning heads because nobody's ever seen a yak like that. Sure. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, to your point, yeah, exactly. It's like, you got to have an open mind and, you know, every kayak kind of has its place in a way uh, too, depending on the application. Um, You know, obviously Hobie has ruled the roost for a long time. They're a great ocean boat, you know, offshore and inshore. I mean, when we fish the bass tournaments, you're fishing against probably like a 75% Hobie field, you know, all the time. Um, so you know that it's a trusted boat, you know, it's a good boat, but not everybody can afford it. So you're going to, you know, you're going to find your price point and then you're going to dig in as hard as you can and, you know, get whatever you think is best for you at that point. Right. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. I mean, my first boat was a lifetime sport fisher because, I only had like five hundred dollars to spend. Sure. That's what I get. I wanted a wilderness system, but I didn't have the eleven hundred dollars at the time. So you gotta get what you what you could afford at the time, or what your wife is willing to allow you to spend. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true, man. Well, and that's the thing we always say, you know, and and that's something that I I feel very strongly about. It doesn't matter what boat you're in, you know. The fish don't care. Fish don't care what boat you're in. They care about the lure you're dangling in front of their face. They don't know? even care about what lure you throw. It's as long as you throw them something at the right time. Right, right. Well, I mean... You got a you fish on a hot dog. Seriously. Well, I, I, love, I love using this example. Um, we had a previous guest. Um, Jay knows him, uh, you know, from, from tournament fishing, uh, Dusty. Dusty Yacker, and, you know, he's on the Hobie fishing team now, but when, uh, in 2017, he entered one of his uh, first kayak fishing tournaments, and he was in a little cheap sit-in, and he was very intimidated because all these guys had Hobies and Jacksons and wilderness systems and everything else around him, and he was like, he said he felt so out of place. But then he ended up winning the tournament, and he was like, well, this is no big deal. You know, like, who cares what boat I'm in? Um, and he's been very successful, and, yeah, he's moved up the ladder. He's he's won some boats, and, you know, he found himself in a Hobie, and now he's uh, part of uh, the Hobie team, which is great, you know. But it's like, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, so many people get so caught up in – Oh, what boat you're in, and oh, you're you're in that boat. You're not going to do that great, or whatever it may be. It's just, it's just ridiculous nonsense, you know. Um, you know that's just it. Like the fish don't care, and for all you new new two kayak fishing guys, like, don't think you have to go out and spend four grand to get into a good boat. Like, you know, I I have a Pelican kayak that I paid 150 bucks for. Um, I'll I'll take it down to the lake if I'm just going out for an hour rather than loading up my Bonafide or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. My daughter loves paddling that thing, you know. 
it, it, it you know as long as you're on the water fishing having fun that's all that matters you know that's it that's the whole point of the sport you know so yeah that there are some things to consider though like if you're fishing on a lake and it's closed it's not windy it's not a lot of wave whatever any kind of work but if you're going offshore you need to have something that you're going to be safe out there you need oh, something yeah. that fast enough that it's, it's not going to sink <laughs> so yeah. for that like it depends on what kind of fishing you're doing but like if you're just fishing in in a closed lake or something like that yeah anything you could I mean, you could even get one of those inflatable barges and get fish. Sure, sure, but, sure, sure. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. That's where my lack of fishing on salt water, you know, and, and that's the thing. You know, I, I've never done it, and and like Jay said, we're landlocked up here, so that's all we have is lakes. So I, I agree with you 100%. Like, fish in the ocean and fish in a closed lake – two different scenarios so uh i'm glad you made that point because um you know i don't i don't want to be responsible for some guy taking a 10 10 foot pelican kayak out in the middle of the ocean and then drowning you know so no that's that's a yeah, very they, they know better they know yeah, better. <laughs> hopefully hopefully <laughs> you know but uh you know that's the thing it's you know like you said it and I know that's one thing that we promote down at the kayak shop. Like, you know, somebody comes in, they're new to it, and it's, uh, you know, they're looking to get in a boat. And the first questions we ask them, well, what waters do you plan on taking it on? Are you taking it on lakes? Are you taking it on rivers? Are you taking it on big waters like Lake Michigan? Things like that, you know, because all those things will determine what type of boat you should be in or the style of boat, so to speak, right? So, no, I exactly. think that's... I think that's key advice, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Next yeah. So, um, yeah, we're winding down here, man. So, do you have any fishing sponsors or affiliates you'd like to uh, talk about before we start wrapping this up? Or all my videos are brought to you by me. Nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So, well, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, how they can find you on YouTube and social media and all that stuff, my friend? Well, on YouTube, they just type my name, Aliex, and fishing next to it, A L I E X fishing, and I should show up. Um, Facebook, just my name, Aliex Polieta. I'm close to five thousand friends, so I don't have that much room, and I do have a page on Facebook called aliex fishing and that's pretty much where i am instagram i hate instagram i think it sucks <laughs> i think instagram is bro it's full of bots man you know that yeah. i've been having 900 followers for the last like three months yeah it's eight because all i get is fake people following yeah and i don't I, I grant that i don't do such a good job posting there sure but it's still like it, it's just you get these people liking your your photos and then they follow you, and then you follow them, and two days later they don't follow you. It's like it's, it's a game, man. It sucks. Yeah, um, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I got a love hate relationship with Instagram as well, you know. Uh, so um, let's just um, talk about something here. A lot of people want to do YouTube uh, channels, and the first thing they do is go to a bigger channel and ask for, oh, I'll support me. I'm gonna subscribe to you. Subscribe to me. I'll support you. 
stop doing that. That sucks. That doesn't work. Subscribers mean nothing. What matters is the people watching your videos. And some of them may not even be subscribed to you. But somehow YouTube knows that they like your video and they send it to, to those people. So please, if you start a new YouTube channel, do not go to another channel saying, subscribe to me, I'll subscribe to you. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Seriously, stop it. Like, if you're doing it right now, stop it. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. Just be creative. Be yourself, you know. That's the big thing. And, you know, the viewers will come to you if you're if you're using create creativity, putting out good content, things of that nature, and the rest will come, right? It's true. And the thing is this. If you have a subscriber that doesn't watch your videos, that's actually hurting you. Sure. Instead of helping. So that I, I just wanted to say that because a lot of people start making videos and the first thing they do is fishing and then they go to every single channel and make the same comment. They don't even watch the video. They don't even do anything. They just put the comment there. Yeah. And it it, it sucks. And 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 a lot of people like myself have all that thing blocked. So if you put a comment like that, nobody sees it except me. It's blocked. So if you go in there and say subscribe to me or stop to me or check my channel out nobody sees that except me and i'll delete it period i dig it that's alex's yeah. law that's right yeah. you heard it here <laughs> the law of the land that's Done. awesome that's awesome i, I mean it's so, it's so frustrating seriously I, like you get, oh, check me out. Like, why? Give me a reason why I should go and check your channel out. Like, what have you done? You go there, and they have one video with horrible audio. Yeah. Come yeah. on, put, it, put in some work and then ask for it. And I know I'll probably get some hate for this, but I don't care. I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. We get it every now and then as well. So uh, yeah. I'm, right, I'm right there with you, man. And don't worry, uh, you keep putting up videos and people will come, they'll find you. Um, just You got to put in the work and eventually you'll get to whatever you want to be. But you got to put in the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you could do this. You could go to your favorite YouTuber and add value to it. Uh, let's say somebody asked a question, oh, what type of bait do you use? And the YouTuber didn't answer and you know the answer, go there and answer it. Oh, he was using this. By the way, here's a link or something like that. That helps. And that you create, uh, I mean, people start knowing you. And they, if you help somebody, they're going to click on your name and see what you do. And they're going to subscribe to you. So you could do that. Instead of asking, check me out, check me out, check me out. I dig it. I think that's the best advice. You got any other questions, Jay? No, I'm good, man. I think Jay wanted to know how am I able to get all this kayak? It's, um, well, I, I, okay, so let me see, because not all of them are the same. Like some of them I'm able to get deals on. Like I could buy it from somebody I know, uh, pay $300 for the kayak, when in the open market would be 600 So I'm able to get a deal on that. Um, the Hobby Outback and the Dorado, I pay full price for them. And the way that I'm able to to do that is by selling some of the other kayaks that I have. Like I had a new canoe, I sold it, I sold my Slayer. Uh, I used to have a Hobby Revolution 11 that I got from my friend for like a really cheap price. And I sold it for more money. So that's how I'm able to finance it. 
Now lately, uh, Old Town sent me the Top Water PDL and the Hobby, uh, and the Malibu XL for me to make videos about. So that was huge. Oh, that's cool. And I, oh, think, that's cool. And I think it's going to start moving that way where I don't have to uh, buy it pretty much. You know, I just they'll send it over. I'll make videos about it. Um, Hobie, I don't think Hobie will ever send me a free kayak. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll get lucky. They did send me a nice little package with a hat and some T-shirts and stuff like that. That was nice of them. Um, but I don't think they'll send me a free kayak. And by the way, it's not free because if I have to charge them, like if I were to charge them, it will be more than what the kayak is worth because this, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work. And uh, it's not, look, if you want, if you go hire somebody to make a video, they're going to charge you like $5,000 for like a video that is two minutes. Sure. They do it all the time. They know that it costs a lot of money. So it's not, it's not, I don't see it as a free thing because I'm working for it. And, and I've been working on this for like the last two and a half years. (laughs) So I've put in so many hours into this. There's a funny story. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but Picasso was in a restaurant and he took a napkin and he did a drawing, right? And he was about to drop it in the trash. And there's a lady, oh, sir, sir, don't throw that away. I'll buy it from you. And then he said, okay, how much money? And she said, oh, I'll give you like $1,000. The guy said, no, it is, uh, it is 20000 And she said, why? You were going to throw it away. You did it in two minutes. And then he goes, no, it took me 40 years to paint that picture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to so, get your worth, man. That's what it's all about. Exactly. So it's, it's not, I don't see it as free. I, I don't see it. Um, no, I don't. It's a lot of work and it's, it's fun work, but it's still work. Yeah, right. All right. It's something you enjoy doing, but yeah, you still put a lot of time into it. Like you said, man, like I know there's a quote out there that for every minute of video edited it takes about an hour so like you said you just spent eight hours the other day editing a video you know how long was that video eight hours or eight minutes you know so I mean that's the thing there's a lot of work and a lot of thought a lot of time into shooting it um, all that stuff that goes into that stuff so you know um I'm right there with you, man. And I think that's something that a lot of newer to YouTube um, creators struggle with is they're putting in all this time and effort and they're not seeing the rewards right away. And that's the biggest thing. You talk to some of the biggest YouTubers, like they grinded away for, you know, two to five years before they started gaining any traction. And that whole time they were you know, 100% committed to their channels and, and grinding it out. And, um, eventually it paid off. Um, but you know, right away, you know, it was a struggle. Grinding and grinding and they're still grinding and, and they're not immune to the changes in the system where this video was doing well. And all of a sudden they don't work anymore. Look, um, Flair is having issues with gum videos. Yeah. And, um, a lay for guy, his tumor is back. Yeah, I saw that, man. I saw that. And, like, it's not easy. 
and they still have to put up the work. You know, they still, and this is what they do for a living. So, uh, Perry, uh, this, uh, Alex Perry, yep. he's having issues too. Like he's on and off, on and off. So it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's a struggle, man. Like, you know, the big time YouTubers. It's not, you know, everybody sees, you know, their ten minute video or fifteen minute video every day. <laughs> And they don't realize the amount of work that goes into that 15 minutes. And it's not all fun and games like you see on the actual video. You know, it's it's a lot of work. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing, man. So, you know, if you're new to YouTube or thinking about it, just just remember you got to be 100% committed and put forth the effort and just keep grinding away no matter if you know, you're not getting the traction right away. Eventually it'll come. You just got to keep putting out good content and keep getting better at putting out good content. Yeah. Try to be better every video, learn something new. It's, um, yeah. And it's, 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 it's not for everybody. And don't think that, that you're different. You're just like everybody else. You're going to have to put the work in and hope that it works. <laughs> And it's a, it's a, it's yeah. You're in for a, for a lot of work, a lot of work. So yeah. you better enjoy it. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Just a couple quick announcements, guys. Um, our plastics recycling program is up in full swing. If you guys are new to the channel, here. Um, our good friend at Hammered Lures out in Pennsylvania is going to take all your recycled plastics this year, melt them down, make them into new baits, and they're getting donated to the Heroes on the Water chapter. Uh, it's for a great cause for veterans and soldiers that, uh, you know, we want to get out on the water just to say thank you for their service. Um, in the show notes will be the address to send your baits to. Um, just any... Um, plastic bait um eric's going to turn those into new lures and uh, get those donated to heroes on the water um as always you can check out mine and jay's blogs um get podcasts follow our instagram facebook all that stuff at paddle the letter n in fin.com and if you guys got a question a comment um you want to hear a future topic on a show Feel free to shoot us an email at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. We're going to list Alex's info in the show notes as well. So if you want to go follow his YouTube channel, um, give him a shout out on Facebook. Um, we'll put all that, all the details there in the uh, show notes. So until next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling. Wait a second. This episode isn't over, boys and girls. Another quick announcement getting added to the agenda. Uh, Jay and I will be down in Tennessee on Douglas Lake, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's a Friday through Sunday. The main day is going to be Saturday. We want to fish with you guys. We want to get out on the water. If we get enough guys, we're thinking maybe uh, we'll do a little tournament or something. Uh, free tournament and uh, maybe we'll see if we can get some of our sponsors to donate some prizes and stuff as giveaways t-shirts things like that and then have a little bbq afterwards by chef Brian. 
So uh, if you guys can make it, uh, we're going to stay at Douglas Headwater Campground. It's right on the lake, down by the dam. It's in Seaverville, Tennessee, on Douglas Lake. Uh, we would love to see you guys all down there. Uh, should be a good time, and uh, should be a good time to spend on the water. Uh, get some lines wet after this uh, long, drawn-out winter, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, I'll have some bonafide kayaks with me. Jay will have a Jackson, so if you guys want to try out some boats, we will have them there for you to paddle around. So, sorry to uh, throw you through a loop, but this is now the ending of the episode. Until next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.